Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to episode 407 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Technical difficulties and the West Tigers can go fuck themselves. Oh, it's just Groundhog Day again, I tell you. Putting yeah. 50 on a fucking running Queensland side. Running out of superlatives. Side. Oh, running out of superlatives. <laughs> and when you're putting 50 on Queensland teams twice within fucking two days, how how... How a penis is meant to fucking sustain the thrashing that <laughs> that, 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 that ensues following like a, a, a half a week of, of uh, absolute orgasmatic fucking paprika ball. I, f- I feel like you've um, you've worn up a callus, mate. Maybe you have too many drums. Look, if eighty percent of the world's scientists are not getting off this COVID bullshit and onto the strength of dick capillaries, I don't know what they're fucking doing. <laughs> Wasting, <laughs> wasting. Waste I'll tell you what they're doing. They're, wa- they're wasting our fucking tax money. That's what they're. Wa- <laughs> that's what they're doing. Like, speaking of burst capillaries, Nathan Cleary's face. Oh, yeah, oh, we've already done Origin, though, haven't we? Yeah, we did. We did do Origin. I mean, like, yeah, like, l- yeah. Luckily for y- for yourself and uh, and your and your kind, it uh, it wasn't a. You know, any, any sort of a fracture or anything like that, and you see the next day, it was just a, yeah, just a, a split. It was just just a bruise and a bit of a black eye, and mm. you know, there was no swelling whatsoever, really, outside of that. So, did you, did you, know, you guys his, his chin, but catch much of the? You know, why was he left to stay on the field for that long? And like, fucking Origin is littered with fucking instances. And fair enough, I'm, I'm not a big back in the day when you know fucking the game was X, Y, or Z, but. You know, Benny Elias with fucking six kilometres of bandage around his head, hugging his mother as he's fully encased in... Drowning her in a pool of blood. Yeah. blood. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> let's just... It's the world's only recorded case of child-to-parent age transmission. <laughs> <laughs> still kicking, Benny. Fuck. The AIDS is rampant yeah, in yeah, him. Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's still kicking. He's, 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 he's killed a few things on the way, you know, on the, on the, on the, on, yeah, on his travels though. With Balmain <laughs> leagues. <laughs> he tried to bring it back to life so he could kill the cunt again. Yeah. He just really never got over. <coughs> he, just, he really never got over Warren Ryan's actions. No, <laughs> no he did not. <laughs> Take it off Blocker and Ciro. <laughs> Held the grudge ever since for some he reason. Has. Uh, look, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we actually get into the recaps? I feel like, you know, topically speaking, we should uh, briefly uh, speak about uh, the fact that Boyd Cordner uh, somewhat unsurprisingly announced his retirement. It's going to be an effective immediate situation. Mm. And um, 
brings a, a glittering career to a close and <clears throat> it feels it feels unsurprising for us because I don't know what other other people have been saying out there but we've been pretty consistent even last year you know Jay and I were pretty consistent on the fact that mate you've won yeah you, you've achieved everything you literally, won a couple of premierships you know literally nothing left for him to exactly check off in the exactly. game Exactly. Why? Yeah. Why like, would he continue? One of because those. This what, is the what, thing. You, you look at guys who have achieved, and you're like, okay, well, you know, Luke Lewis, for example. You know, premierships with with different clubs, played for his state, played for his country. You look at him, and you go, well, okay, you've achieved everything that that you'd want to achieve. Boyd Corden has done that and captained those sides. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one like and, and like you know, back to backs and all this yeah. sort of shit too. You know. And, yeah. uh, and like for for such a a, a non flashy player, you know, like not a not a, a fullback or a half or you know one of these kind of you know more heralded t- sorts of players. I mean, yep. he has had a, you know one of the more enviable careers, apart from the end of it. Which yeah. and 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 it sounds and it sounds bad. Like it sounds it sounds like uh, who was it was saying they 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 knew that it was like you know like five weeks ago they knew that, like he still couldn't fucking. Get through contact, or yeah. you know, any, you know, it's, it's just which means that yeah, he's in for some, some you know, potentially rough fucking times going forward. I worry about the next ten to fifteen years years of Boyd Gordon's life, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, J- Jay, you've brought up a couple of times um, in recent weeks when we, when this discussion of um, head injuries and and the rules and all the rest of it, you know the. Not only the the memory and the you know cognitive function, but also the behavioural type impact mm. that it has, yep. you know. And Boyd Corden, you know, he strikes me as a as a thorough gentleman. To be quite honest, that the the way he articulates has articulated himself over the course of his career, and um, you know, to see someone like that that um potentially putting himself at risk of, of having his life and, and time after football impacted to such a degree, potentially. Um, it's, I don't know, it's it's concerning and certainly highlights a lot of the reasons why the rule changes um, have been implemented. Mm. And and look, at least now he's done it. He, he's made a decision on his future and he can firmly take his place in the history books you know, where he rightfully deserves to be mm-hmm. uh, as a poor man's Isaiah Yo. <laughs> so uh, not even as good as being retarded <laughs> as Isaiah Yo is because one of them is still fucking playing <laughs> and one of them is, you know, trying to put fucking round pegs <laughs> into square holes so on aptitude tests. Yeah, but I think if you look, you know, as as history progresses, I think you're going to find that you're going to have situations where Boyd Cordner is looked at on one tier, which is you know premiership winning, you know internationals origin captain, blah blah blah, you know highly successful career, and then you're going to have Isaiah Yo, who's going to be more on that Liam Fulton tier, where it's just guys, guys that yeah. Uh, you know, had, had yeah, obviously, undeniably had their career highlights, but 
potentially didn't, you know, had to be led, like, it, yeah, they had to be led down the tunnel and onto the field by the child who was like, you know, the the fucking junior club of the week or whatever. Yeah. They're actually a functional fucking member of the team, just pointing them in the right direction and getting Liam them over Fulton's the fucking white line on the field. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, the, the kid's only there because the club couldn't afford a dog. <laughs> Well, because like the ground, the ground rules and conditions that, you know, prevented dogs from being allowed onto the playing surface. A couple of kids, I don't know, Robbie Farrell was there. A couple for of a kids long time. asking for loose change out yeah. the front of Ed's supermarket. Kids, what are you doing Saturday night? Getting to run onto the field with Liam Fulton, West Tigers hero. But yeah, I mean, obviously a fantastic career. Uh, Huge loss to, to uh, Roosters and Roosters fandom, I'm sure. Um, and like, you know, his press conference today was, you know, it's pretty, you know, it was pretty emotional to be honest. And he's one of these guys, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say he's a BMOS level guy, but he does no, seem not. to be a guy where people, I mean, in, but in terms of, I don't know, general goodwill and, you know, amongst fandom across fandom I, you know, I would I feel- say he's more and this is just because Bmos is such an outlier in that he yeah. is beloved by all sides I would say that there is more neutral emotion yeah or not hated Cordner. yeah that's it yeah yeah so yeah. that makes sense too mm. but yeah it's good to see and it's good to see a guy get out. It just while we're talking about it, it, just made me wonder. I mean, like when you think about the situations that we've seen in the states with uh, guys suffering from uh, traumatic, you know, degenerative fucking brain injuries over careers in contact sports. Um, we haven't really had anything crazy happen with an ex-player or anything like that and do you think it's just because we're so locked down in terms of firearms i'd say it's a factor there's a couple there's a couple of things that's definitely a factor now at, yeah. at the risk my favorite fucking thing that happened this week is that one of us was referred to as woke dad <laughs> yeah it's the second time you've been. The second time I've seen it, but I think the first time was under an alias. So now, now that person's out of themselves now, which is fucking great. I love that's, that. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> if only they fucking knew. There is one. There is one long-term listener of the show that is fucking currently throwing his Emmy through a window, <laughs> screaming "fuck that." <laughs> um, but. Yes, it's firearms. Um, yes, it. I, I think it's also a lot of our culture of that stems from that very British stiff upper lip. Mm. In the fact that we have very much that get on with it, you know. Don't yeah. Don't be a little crybaby. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, sort of mentality in a lot of places, uh, and not not to turn this into a gun control debate, but. Then there's also just that pure numerical angle yeah. of, of yeah. the fact that their population is so huge. Mm-hmm. How many players are on an NFL team? Uh, final roster, 53, yeah. Okay, so so they are essentially, like we have a top 30. Yeah. And let's yeah. be real, out of your top 30, how many of them? Like it may be 20. Yeah, you get through like um, 23 maybe. Unless you're, you're injury ravaged. Yeah. You know, so it's... It's at least sort of double, maybe three times yep. in magnitude per team. How many teams 32, are there? Yeah. yeah, there's more teams, yeah. Well, That's in it. fact, there's double, yeah. Yeah. But also as well, then you've got 
it's not just the rugby. You know, it's not just the rugby league. Even I mean, they can they can take all of our leagues that have some sort of contact and potential for head trauma and add the entirety of ice hockey to that. <laughs> That, well, you, can, you can add the entirety of ice hockey. You can add the collegiate ranks mm-hmm. in which because of, you know, size and training techniques, yeah, size and impact and, and the physics of contact isn't that far removed from the pros. Obviously, it's not the pros. Yeah. Then you throw in their fucking lunatic sports like <laughs> lacrosse. Well, I mean, like you think one of the, one of the, the more famous fucking CTE you know, situations was in fucking, you know, out of professional wrestling where a fucking guy like, you know, had, you know, later found to have massively degenerative, like, the, you know, some of the worst yep. CT you'll ever see, you know, fucking killed his, his wife and kids and shit. Yeah. Like, so, you know, and once again, just, it's another fucking repetitive head injury situation. Mm. So. Brain injury situation. Yes. I hope I hope that's my wokest moment for the show. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing terribly woke about that. I mean, you know, you don't want to tie it into like fucking you know like BLM or something like that, do you? Or cancel no. culture? No. Tell you what, though, I, mean, I reckon if they let that fucking family from Biloela, yeah, if they want to stay in Australia, they should all be forced to get CTE. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, "Ah, oh, this well, isn't going to disappoint," and you didn't. As soon as he said that, I was just like, "What's the, what's he going to? What, how's he going to tie these poor fucking people?" I will say, you did miss bullshit. an opportunity when <laughs> you mentioned um, our our friend throwing his Emmy through a window. I, I was I was definitely expecting you to say, "Well, it's okay. It's only a daytime one." You've missed an opportunity. Oh, opportunity lost. Um, hey, I'm I'm all down for fucking beat bugs and Motown magic. Thank me you too. Very much. Love it. Of course you are. That's why yeah. they call you Woke Dad. Exactly. On to the games. What round yeah. was it? Was it fourteen? I fucking lose track of these things. The year is actually Isn't blasting it? through. I'll be honest with you. Uh, we kicked off a uh, later start this week. We had this the Friday game to kick things off. And uh, from the newly named Four Pines Park, which I fucking love, the, the days of Lotto Land are no more. And um, as far as, like, I didn't, uh, it's, it's, they kind of announced it, I think it was pretty much just like before the game or, you know, on that day. But I had people like our, um, our resident Popo sending me messages like on Tuesday or Monday saying, Hey, all these signs are the Lotto Land signs are coming down, and and Four Pines are going up, and like that's fucking great. Like, uh, although they're not a locally owned company anymore, but like you know, a locally based company, locally started company, got a carton of their finest sitting right next to me that I locally, won off old fucking Joey based company. And uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, and, you know, they they started at Manly, and uh, they, and 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 the fact that and yeah, you know, they just they've just gone through the you know the uh, the cash out process where they you know bought by. Well, you know, Asahi and got lots and lots of money now, which they can use the to uh, sponsor. For is sold out. Yeah, <laughs> fucking why not? I'm here. I'm here for it. And uh, on that, and Have on some that, fucking integrity. Yeah, well, on that, uh, and 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 on that note, I'd just like to say that uh, bet with mates. How fucking good sports bet. <laughs> Thanks for, that. Thanks for hopping on board. And uh, don't forget, you can, you can save 20% on your ball hair trimmer. <laughs> Manscaped.com, use the code Twill Nation. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, selling out, is, selling out is for fucking suckers. No one, no one's ever shaved their balls too much and gone home and beat their wife. Well, that's it. That's it. 
I mean, it's 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 one of it's one of those you know weird things. You can't say whether you know, uh, you know, if it's just correlation or not. But I mean, it's a hundred percent of uh, domestic abusers and uh, and 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 uh, violent acts caused through CTE. One hundred percent of perpetrators have fucking monkeys <laughs> between their legs. <laughs> But uh, I digress. Um, because he's got an Ewok. <laughs> yeah. I've got a half a jab at the heart. <laughs> you talk yourself up. Um, it's just my ball sack. What? <laughs> yeah, and you've got that, and you've got the little fucking monkey fucking screeching that's hanging off the side of your balls. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's like the tongue that comes out the top. <laughs> The mighty Manly Seagulls, 50, defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 18. Um, Manly's 50 came through a double to Brad Parker, a double to Guacamole. Uh, Ruben Garrick, Carl Lawton, and Lachlan Croker with tries. Kieran Foran, Dylan Walker as well. Garrick, 7 of 9 conversions. Cowboys, 18, came through tries to uh, Talangi, Bowen, and Taboy Fado. Holmes, 3 from 3 conversions. What a great start to the week. The floor is yours. What a great start to fucking week. I mean, they, the the side came out. I was worried this was the first game without Tommy in a little while since we, you know, since we got good again. And uh, I was worried. And I'll tell you, five minutes into the game or eight minutes into the game, whatever it fucking was, they were looking pretty flat. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. They were very flat. Um, however, the Cowboys, you know, got themselves out to a, to, to a well-deserved lead early. And it's just one of these things as well with, the, you know, the, the way that, uh, Desi likes to side to defend. He will have them sort of jamming in uh, on the edges, and the antidote to that is if you can, if if you're good enough to get a pass over the top or get a pass, you know, like a, a super accurate, you know, crisp pass. Then you know, best of luck to you. And and you know, that's how the Cowboys end up getting that second try. I mean, you know, the amount of times you're intercepted, cut off, or it goes over the touchline because you're trying to, you know, throw it over the top of people. You know, that happens as well. So it's kind of a gamble that he's prepared to take. But once they got into fucking gear, it was just it was a fucking it was just a tremendous sight. Especially though, so down so down on forward power as well. And the Cowboys are you know relatively well stocked in that regard. Um, but they dominated him. Um, Ola Kawatu, again, I fucking love this guy uh, coming up. He got his sort of shot late last year. He cemented his position earlier this year after getting into the side, uh, you know, due to injuries. And he had a great fucking game. I mean, scoring a couple of tries. Uh, and honestly, with contract year looming for Curtis Sirenen, I just you can't displace him from the fucking you can't displace Homoli mm. from that that right edge. I mean he's made it his own, and yeah, as a result you're also seeing guys like Morgan Harper and Saab actually get the ball, whereas Sirenen it would just stop with him anytime he got it, and he just sort of step back inside. So um, tremendous. Carl Lawton's looking like a fucking great buy. I mean we haven't played him in hooker yet, but he's uh, clearly a smart fucking a, a smart football player, and um, He's come back pretty, considering that was his what his second game or third game back from an Achilles injury, which is one of the you know more serious injuries you can sustain as a rugby league player. Um, he's he's looking fucking great, but I mean the whole side just fired. Kieran Foran played probably his best game since the last time he was, was at Manly. Yeah, I was impressed with Foran. I would say I mean because I don't, 
I mean, it's you know, look. I'll be, I'll be honest. I didn't, re- you know, I wasn't watching him closely in his stints anywhere else in between. But I mean, the, I haven't seen him play a game like the old Kieran Foran like that for a fucking long, long time. And Ruben Garrick did have. I mean, it's funny. It's come out that you know the last couple of weeks, like his management, you know, wanted this and that, and and the club said, look, you know, you're free to go and you're free to fucking explore your options. You know, because we are, we are we are good in terms of wingers, you know, on our books, and uh, this game happens. He did an extremely fucking serviceable impersonation of Tom Travojevic many times in this game. The way he chimed in in, the, in attack, and he was solid. He was solid in defence, and he's and he proved himself to be a genuine understudy and that can play that role, can play fullback, and also chime into the attack you know, you know, similarish way so that the structures don't change too much and and uh and I believe he's going to be re signed for another two years. Uh yeah, should come out know. should come out over the next couple of days. Nice. Um so I, I love when a player you know, player wants to, you know, they make their demands, they actually fucking lift and show that they're, you know, that they're worth keeping on the books and, you know, and he's ably rewarded. Um Cowboys apart from that first fucking what twenty minutes? The first, whatever the first stint for Talmalolo was, mm. is the only time they looked like they ever looked like they were threatening at all. And then after he went off that first time, which was quite early on in the piece, I mean, it was only 20, 25 minutes into the game. Once he went off, that's when Manly sort of got the ascendancy. And then it didn't matter when he came back on; it just didn't matter. I mean, they were just rolling and rolling and and scoring try and tries in fucking bursts as well. You know, like a couple of time, you know, a couple at a time. Yeah. Uh, just very, very fucking pleasing. Uh, the uh, doing it without Tommy was obviously the most pleasing. Uh, coming back from a fucking decent deficit, that was just fucking I felt tons like to love the about Cowboys, it. And Daly was. I felt like the, the Cowboys, even if it subconsciously, um, kind of expected to lose the game, they come in um, and then Taumalolo and Drinkwater. They obviously you know, bit of possession and field position to start the game. They jagged some points and, and they got their tails up and started to started to play. But then as soon as Manly scored and, and the the weight of possession started to head back towards Manly's favour, I think the Cowboys went right back to thinking they couldn't win the game and, and it sort of ended there and Manly were pretty much had their way with the Cowboys thereafter. Let's be real though. The Cowboys have been punching above their weight for for the last probably mm. four rounds or so, like they were dreadful in the opening part of the season, mm. and I know they didn't have their JT, and I know they were getting used to a new coach, and they're all the rumours of their fucking infighting in the club, whatever it is. Yeah, but they were mm. terrible in the early parts of the season, and they've managed to jag together some decent performances on the on the back of people like Val sort of coming in and and improving. But but yeah, I, I really think. That they were they were fooling everybody with, with their, where they were showing their form line was, uh, and yeah. there's really a lot more a lot more to do there. But on the socials, Carsten, you know, good mate over in fucking wherever persecutes Jews these days. Um, my bum just recovered from Wednesday, just to be raped again. Yes, it did. Uh, Adam said, pretty sobering to know that next year, after all the wasted dollars, Ben Hampton is still going to be the best seven <laughs> at the club. Yeah, look, you know, it's going to take some time for Dearden to 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 acclimatise, and 
become a, a part of the system. But I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, you know, There's been we'll a see lot how good he can be. He's going to have to be. And, the, and, a, and a bit of hype, um, which is quite often the case for, a, you know, a young half at the Broncos. But mm. let's not forget, he's only played a handful of first-grade games and he's now on his second club in a yeah. season. Um, I just think people need yeah. to temper the expectation of the kid. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Andrew said Val Holmes has had a hundred points scored <laughs> against him in three days. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, David said Manly proving that without Turbo they are nothing. Should be sixty plus against these rum drinking cane farmers. Manly showing they have no fucking heart. That is very true. And Peter. That Bozo saw the Manly players not giving a fuck, so he started haunting Peyton, continually whispering, Lolo is rubbish. You are the oracle, Todd. Get him off. <laughs> and that's a, an excellent point, though. Like Manly had two opportunities to pay homage to the great Bob Fulton. The first was the game against Parramatta, which um, happened shortly after the news of his death had leaked out. And, yeah, obviously they, you know, they crushed them and proved the yields to be the frauds that we all thought they were. Uh, second opportunity was today. Today was like, you know, sorry, not today. The Friday was the official tribute to Bozo game, and uh, in which they came out and proceeded to destroy the destroy the Cowboys as well. Um, just showing our our immortals of the game and any any of our elderly elder statesmen of the game of rugby league who might be looking to, die. to you know die. They will in be the celebrated future. accordingly. Um, you you will you will be celebrated and taken care of if you're if uh, if you ever played with Manly, but if you play with the, the Tigers, um, maybe yeah, all the Magpies, maybe try and fucking uh, hold your breath or hold on for stem cell, go get some stem cell therapy or something, try and extend your life a little bit longer. <laughs> because or just they're not do something shit really weird. fucking horrific before you die, so there's no reason to celebrate you at all. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, just, right. just see how much it costs. Put all your life savings and try and buy a lifetime <laughs> membership to another club. <laughs> That's it. There's a fucking revenue raiser for you. For all of those fucking poverty clubs out there that need to raise capital, sell honorary life memberships to ex-Tigers greats and promise that after you die, they will play your fucking tribute match. Well, this is the, the, the other, the other, the other, yeah, less expensive, at least initially, uh, way of doing that is, uh, is like Paul Siren did, have children disperse them to clubs other than the Tigers, <laughs> because now, when when Paul Siren dies, I mean, he'll get he'll get a he can get a black arm on the on the fucking on, around the he can get a black band around the arm of like manly players because we started maybe maybe South because Bailey was there for five minutes nah, uh, maybe, like and then and then there's you know then there's a yeah that means he's got a couple of chances to actually fucking get a win because you know these Tigers ones where they carry on and wear a special jersey mm. you know <laughs> ain't nothing's happening there. Nice one. <laughs> Next game, the uh, Sharkies, 19, defeat the Penrith Panthers, 18, at Netstrata Jubilee. The uh, Sharks tries to young Matt Moyle and Sean Johnson and the Moot. Uh, Sean Johnson, a conversion, two penalty goals and the crucial field goal. Panthers, 18, came through tries, a double to Matt Burton and uh, Tango with a try, Crichton, two or three conversions and a penalty goal. Hmm. If there was anything I wanted to see after last week, it was some improvement, and there was certainly that in how the side performed. 
um, with in the, the second half, anyway, with, with the fucking number one handbrake since Sione Katoa put on a number nine jersey for us. It's fucking Tyrone May in the halves. Is he actually a half, mate? Like, like honestly, is is he a first honestly, grader? That's your first question. Position, Don't worry about the jersey number. Honest question. His preferred position is foot on a girl's face. (laughs) Is his preferred position, but in rugby league field. Over a rat bag. Yeah. That's it. But when Ivan was handing out jerseys, there was was none with, you know, forcing yourself on an unwilling video participant. Um, He suffers from the the Tyrone Peachy conundrum of where do you play him? You know, he's... He's not he a second He doesn't look role. like a half. He, he's not a lock. He doesn't, you know, he, I'm, I'm sure he has, he has the skills of a half in terms of, you know, he can throw a nice cut out and he's And we've games. seen it. We've seen him, we've seen him do it. And I think That's he has a lot of. Serviceable. Yeah. And I think it's, it's very similar to, similar to Burton in, in a, in a way as well. I mean, who stick him in the centers as a makeshift. And he'll throw some beautiful Harbour Bridge passes That's and shit it. to set put people in tries, and then you go, "Well, fuck me!" But he's yeah, he's, he's got a pass on him down from Birdo. Yeah, just to, again because he doesn't have that that pure pure mm. speed and running ability. Um, but look to to the Sharks' credit, they were up for this game, and this is that thing that Penrith have got to be wary for. Every week, people are going to come out and get them. So the Sharks played their absolute. Best game. They played to the peak of their potential. Uh, they were disciplined. They used the ball well. They got in Penrith's head. They they really took the game to them from the get go, um, and and it got them over the line. So the other thing that this this probably showed, and there's there's a bunch of the comments to to this effect, and I saw a heap of them around that essentially as a club, as an actual football operation. Penrith have a ways to go before they can legitimately talk about themselves in the same ranks as the Storms and the Roosters. Mm. In that Melbourne, Melbourne really are that that production line now. Yeah, of one one man down, next man up. And the Roosters, obviously, this year is you know evidence of the fact that they're still competitive despite the fact that they're. That's a horrific so injury toll. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And personnel draft. And the next man up with the Panthers. In a number of key positions, just isn't there yet. That's it. That's it. And don't get me wrong, there there aren't many clubs that could lose, you know, six, seven, probably the most influential ball playing forward that the sport's ever seen. Um, and and when they did go on their undefeated run, they did do it without their hooker and fullback. So there are, there are some positions where they can cover the depth, but. The majority of important ones, they were always going to struggle. Any comments there, Glenn? I was impressed with with Burton, and whilst I can see, you know, his willingness to to play regular first grade, um, you know, obviously is the reason why he's going to the Dogs. I'm sure the money didn't hurt, but um, he's he's a fucking footballer, that kid. And the more I see of him, because the more opportunities he's had this year, um, the the more impressed I am. The not just his speed, which is a massive attribute to his game, but um, he's got a he's got a competitive streak to him as well. And and he really, 
you know, he was doing all he can, all he could to to take this game by the scruff of the neck and, and turn it in Penrith's favour. And for a young player, that's that's a you know a really admirable quality for for him to be yeah. the one trying to wrestle the game back yeah, to their was. in their grasp, you know. And the other thing I, th- I think this would be good for is that it's good for a bunch of these guys to feel this stuff, to feel losing when the you know the the rep players mm. are out. And a lot of these guys are rep players in their own right, you know. So I'm not saying that just because the Origin stars are out that the Penrith shouldn't have won this game. A bunch of the forwards they left there are still representative international quality mm. forwards, mm. you know. But and there was no reason for them to get handled by Aaron Woods like they did, yeah, exactly. particularly in the first half. Well, you know, again, there's there's that lesson. There's that. Mm. Oh yeah, this, this is what it's like when somebody is on top and we're unable, yeah, to get our own back. We don't have Nathan and Rowan. Well, Nathan's not kicking kicking us out of trouble. That's it. And yeah. and our offense isn't taking all of the fucking juice out of these guys. Yeah. Because they've gone down two they've gone down two gears in the speed that they're playing. Yeah. You know, our offense isn't draining the fucking energy out of them. So our defensive job's a lot easier as well. Yeah. So but, you know, again. They uh if, like I said last week, if if you've got the fact that you have too many representative players. That's not a fucking bad problem no. to have. Um, on the socials, Little Buffalo on Twitter said, you take six class players out of a team and all of a sudden they're the Bulldogs. Yeah, not bad. At <laughs> uh, Ute said, in all seriousness, when does somebody take Graham aside and say, it's not worth it, mate, it's time to retire? Will the game reach a point where the NRL itself could stop players from taking the field as they deem the risk too high? It's a fucking interesting question. Yeah, yeah and, and and Wade Graham's like he looks like he's next yeah, man I was up just as a guy. Say, I mean, he he's, could be he's definitely gone a year too long. Vice captain of the board, Cordner All Stars, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely gone a year too long. And yeah. I mean, and 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 no one really saw it coming because I mean, like he's been, you know, over recent times, you know, since the premiership year. I mean, he's he's been like the guy that's that's you know ignited yeah. the, anything that came out of the Sharks, but yeah. this year. He's essentially their Corey Parker. He's the the last link to when they were relevant, still at the club. Yeah, but he's not a cunt though, is he? Yeah, but you, if you remember, yeah. like Corey Corey Parker was that last yeah. link to yeah. That, yeah. that golden era. Yeah, in Broncos, and for the Sharks, it wasn't an era; it was an afternoon. <laughs> Corey Parker. I mean, I mean, Corey Parker was kind of like there though too for the Broncos. I mean, he was just like he kind of knew a guy. <laughs> That was Which, there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pump his tires oh, up. <laughs> it wasn't an era. It was an afternoon. Oh, that's fucking. That's top all they can expect. All time. Yeah. Look, I, I, I said this post their grand final win. They've done it, and they will now forever be fucking searching for re- relevancy, because that's it for them. Yep. That's as good as they'll ever get. The rest of their existence is a fucking slow downward spiral into obscurity. And it's Which, being led yep. by the youngest of young Matt Moylans, who I might say, that. how did he outrun everybody? Yeah, fucking <laughs> warms Panthers. my heart. It fucking warms my heart when I see Twitter ablaze, ablaze with people chanting for young Matt Moylan. <laughs> yeah, all because of a fucking <laughs> bullshit, stupid joke started on this show. Yep, yep. Cultural icons, we are. That's it. 
I wouldn't want to say it, but I wouldn't say it myself. But you know, we're, sure, we sure. are. We are essentially that cunt that painted soup cans for podcasting. <laughs> we we are the Andy Warhols of podcasting. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Mate, did you did you go Where to the, the gym before we hit record tonight? You yeah, did. did, and did you inject wait, wait. creatine or some harder substance into the eye of your cock? Because you are on fire. <laughs> we are the warry a holes. <laughs> I can I can't see you, Nate, but I would imagine you are taking a note on your little notepad. Yeah, I am. Out of point. Yes. That's going to be impossible for people to to uh, to, to, to to decipher until it happens. It's good, which is my favourite kind. Um, at B dot forty three said we won the trade. Have a bag of dicks. Fuck. And uh, at still complaining Shark about Dave. the trade when fucking when when One fucking when Jim, when Jimmy's been drinking fucking Bordeaux for like two or three years. Is he even still alive? <laughs> Oh, he's at the bottom of fucking foie gras, fucking mountain of foie gras in, in the south of France. Oh. Um, at Sharky Dave 44, who is fucking, I'll tell you what, Sharky Dave being out and proud as a member of the 44 Refs Fault Supporting Brigade. No. How fucking mm-hmm. brave of you to have that out there. Yep. Um, said, suck my illegitimate joy, motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. And uh, at Chevis Lachlan said, I hate watching Penrith without the chin. It certainly makes a difference. Okay, the uh, Roosters 35 to feed the Titans 34 at Hope Solo Coliseum. Um, the Roosters tries to uh, double to Ikevalu. Uh, Crichton, Tupo, Walker, Manu also with tries. Uh, Kieran, five conversions. Walker missed with his only attempt. And uh, he did get the crucial field goal, though. Uh, the Titans, 34, a double to Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Tyron Peachy, Brian Kelly, uh, Big Tino, Kevin Proctor, also with tries, and Fogarty, five of six conversions. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, the, it is the, the biggest cliche the of all time. Forgot. Well, it's the biggest cliche of all time talking about the game of two halves. <laughs> but, but fuck me, this game was over at 30 points to four in favor of the Roosters. Over and uh, the Titan, and it was it's just funny. You just watch it, yeah. You know, they get back to like it was what 30 to 10 or 14 or something, and you're like, still game is well and truly over. And then that sin bin happens, and all fucking hell breaks yeah. loose. <laughs> that you, you would have and f- you would have got short odds if you were backing the Titans to have 60 put on them in the first half. Uh, you, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, the way at, the score at was thirty going. to four, it looked closer to going to fifty than it did to yeah to what we ended up yeah. receiving. Yeah, that's it. Um, but um, the Titans, what a fucking basket! I mean, they that, that second half was the best game that Jamal Foley's ever, ever played a, by far. He's a competitor, but of like the yeah. skill that he showed on top of the competitive streak uh, and leadership to to almost pull it out of the fire. Um, you know that's. I've I've seen him. You know I've been impressed with his development over the last, um, last season or so. But th- this game and and what he did in the second half to, as I say, almost, almost steal, <laughs> steal a victory. No, no, no. Let's 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 let's. You, you need to call it what it is. He did. He did achieve that level. They had mm. the fucking victory. They were in front. Yeah. 
with yeah, no time were. left. Yeah, they were. And then you had the then you had the Roosters striking back with Sam Walker coming back onto the field up with you know busted shoulder defending out in the wing, but just coming on because they needed Some, something, something in attack to try and get the points. And um and then Tyrone Peachy again. Come the moment, come the man. Fucking hell. Instead of instead of just trundling it straight up the guts, setting up for what was ultimately their chance and in pretty good field position, it was their chance to get the game you know, game tying field goal to get it into golden point extra time. He fucking runs it out to the sideline and then fucking yeah. flings it back a pass that was never on and frustrating Ty- kind of a person that would Tyrone be to have Peachy, inside. He was part of that Panthers ride. You remember the one that's like had like an entire season of fucking miraculous comeback yeah. victories. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it would be some bullshit 97 pass play. Yep. And they score after the siren. Yep. Like I remember they dusted the Titans that way. You know, yep. I, I was at that game. But Tyrone Peach is one of those guys, you, you look at him, if he doesn't play for your club, all you remember of him is the highlight plays. Yep. Because he does have some crazy bullshit stuff. You educated me on, on Tyrone Peachy because I was exactly that. I, and I remember saying, yeah, exactly. why I doesn't rem- he get more time? You're like, watch him more closely and take more yeah. note of the dumb shit he does than you do of the, yep. of mm-hmm. the as you put the highlight stuff. You educated yeah, me it. on exactly that point because that's in my yeah, headspace and- with him. You know, seasons ago, and until he's played for your club, and there's a, a bunch of the Titan supporters now that, that are starting to mm. get it. In the end, and to his credit, though, it's because he will try his guts out harder than anybody else. Yeah, but he has no fucking direction when he does it. Mm. You know, he's one of those guys that needs he needs an orchestrator around him to use him at his full potential. That year that there were all those bullshit fucking comebacks, that that was when that there would be this last ditch kick up, and it was only because Penrith had ten players around where the ball landed that more often than not the crazy tap back would go into somebody's hands and they'd they'd run over to score. Yeah. When Tyrone Peach is the only guy there tapping it back to fucking air, <laughs> and that's your last ditch play. It doesn't look so good. Yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, fucking hell, the, the poor old Titans fans. Yep, another one out of the fire for the Roosters though, uh, with the, uh, the injury toll. Ikevalu, some fucking fine defensive moments yeah. as well from him. Mm. Not just the two tries he Couple scored, of amazing but some stops. of the defense, try saving, game saving shit. So, and he needs to fucking go and school some of his friends because the Roosters in that game and missed a whopping sixty-two Oof. tackles. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon the vast majority of them happened during that the last twenty minutes mm. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. I'll say Walker passed um, his clutch test. You know, when young halves are put into potential game-winning situations early in their career, if they it can take them for years if if they don't handle it well, or you know, if they start yeah. they get on a run of, of missing you know field goal opportunities. We've seen it happen with Milford. Um, yep. He's he's passed his clutch test. I'm sure there'll be more to come, but. Um, this one he, he handled with class and, uh, yeah, really, really impressive. Yeah. That's it. Um, at Jesse MC 21 said, if only we had our origin players. Oh, ha, ha, very funny. <laughs> uh, at Dean K 88. So there's a bit of talk about the greatest comeback in NRL history falling short. 
but that's a false narrative. A former shoe salesman honouring the departed BMOs with a BMOs-esque try, followed by an 18-year-old's first field goal, is the greatest comeback in NRL <laughs> history. Ugh. Fucking Roosters fans, so fucking gross. Uh, at Paul Mac underscore 78, said, so close to getting some of that sweet, sweet illegitimate joy. <laughs> uh, Joseph Palazzi said, some of the Titans' defense in this game was softer than my shits the day after I consume a zinger box. <laughs> Nick said, it's time to bring back the brave, brave Titans narrative. That's it. So brave. Hammers. Poor Hammers. Said, fuck, I hate this team. Every fucking week they find a way to destroy my soul. Fuck Peachy, fuck Fogarty, fuck Sammy, fuck Holbrook, and especially fuck Dimmock, the defensive coach stealing a living. Why you fuck Fogarty? He played he played the best game of his career. Well, fuck Ash Taylor if you're going to fuck somebody. And Peachy oh, obviously goes without saying. Yes, it does. But, you know, in, in saying that, I, I was a little bit worried. I was definitely a little bit worried. Um, but uh, it turns out he actually converted during that game. So um, as I was going through the socials, uh, Hammers uh, on Twitter actually said to us that uh, it's the greatest comeback in sporting history up your asses. <laughs> so obviously tweeting now as a Roosters fan. Because it was. Uh, yeah. What a fucking comeback. I'll give you that. Well done, Hammers. I'm glad you found some happiness. <laughs> the Rabbits, 24, defeated the Knights, 10 at Stadium Australia. The Rabbits, uh, 24, came through a hat trick to Alex Johnson for about the fucking six millionth time in his career. Uh, Jaden Sewell with the other try. Adam Reynolds, 4 of 4 conversions. The Knights, 10, came through tries to Dominic Young and Kurt Mann. Jake Clifford, one conversion. I think Seas have had their issues against, as we've seen, in the last month or so against the other top-tier clubs, which has really put a gap between them and, and Melbourne and Penrith. Uh, but their their mm-hmm. base-level style of play and execution is is just way too fucking good for teams like the Knights. Uh, you know, yeah. Cook in the middle um, with his speed around the ruck and pressing the defence, then the damage they do on the edges. Um, also, Walker, Mitchell, you know... Um, Reynolds and even Benji can strip numbers quickly. They do it as well, you know, when they're on the front foot. They do it as well or better than almost any team in the competition. And um, the Knights just just aren't on that level by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And you're right. One of the strong points of Damien Cook, when he's in form like this and he's starting to come back into that dangerous form that got him selected for Origin, is it's not necessarily what he does. It's what a defensive line's worried that he can mm. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those players where, as he comes into dummy half, if he's in an energetic mood, and there's two diff- very different Damien Cooks. There's there's the one who stands and he's he's very reactive and he's just going to give service and it's it's telegraphed when he's going to go for a dart. Yeah. Then there's that Damien Cook that's in motion as he comes into dummy half. Yeah. And he's picking up the ball, and he's he's going to take a couple of steps, whether he's going for a dart or whether he's giving service. That's the one that gives fucking nightmares to defensive lines, and he's really starting to I feel feel comfortable back in that mm. guys, and that sort of stuff is what opens up that whole left hand side of South. Look, they're great enough, and they're talented enough, and a 
especially with fucking angry Latrell yeah. back in the mm-hmm. side. I don't know who he's pissed off at, but fuck, I hope he never proves the point he's trying to prove because watching him play right now yeah. is fucking joyous. He's just dominating. He's, I don't know. I, I want him to hold on to that shit at least, at least for the next, at least for the next month yeah. and a half. Uh, yeah, he's he's certainly a long way from as <laughs> fit as he's us. ever been, but this is this is as good as I've seen him play. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually asking um, a favour from from a segment of society. That I never, I never thought I, I would have a common goal with. Um, so, West Tigers fans, I need your help. I need you to band together and show Latrell Mitchell how to carry a chip on your shoulder for a, such an unreasonably long period of time that the rest of the world thinks that you're fucking insane. Because if you can teach him how to do that, we may see the greatest rugby league player in the history of the sport. Are you like all West Tigers fans, or just me specifically? I feel like you were just talking directly at me. Oh, oh you're, you're, oh, the you're, fucking, you're, you're, you're the, the only one who's got a chip on his shoulder. Have you fucking looked at social media during West Tigers <laughs> games? Yeah, it's well, a characteristic you- of the fan base. It's not you. Okay. Appreciate the compliment. You're just another one. In the, you're just another one in the in the, in the fucking production <laughs> line of. <laughs> Seriously, there is a fucking Tigzen on website where they legitimately think COVID was Ivan's fault. <laughs> yep. Oh, surely we've got to be getting past Ivan. Surely. No, surely you should. Yeah, do you yeah, think? But this is what I'm Once saying. again, have you ever been on social media after a Tigers <laughs> loss? This is what I'm saying. If they can teach Latrell how to hold on to whatever's angered him, the way they've held on to Ivan and missing out on Nathan. You've held on to Pasco longer. Well, it's the same, pretty much yeah. the same thing, is it? But the, but the thing I'd like to say is, well, is look at Doggy's fans. Everything that happens to them is still Des's fault. And he hasn't been there for fucking years, so. No, it's not. No, no, no. no. They're over Des. Oh, you think? Yeah, they're over Des. You know, you know why they're over Des. Um, they're, they're over Des now because Manly aren't contending for the spoon. They had they yeah. had fucking energy and fuel while while they could delude themselves that that was a potential possibility. But now they're just like, well, yeah, okay. And Glenn, it's not that I'm not over Pasco or that I've held on to Pasco in my role as fucking woke dad. <laughs> You're I loving will call that. Out. You are loving it. I will call out abhorrent <laughs> behaviour wherever I see it. I make no bones that if it always comes from the same source, I should stop calling it out. If your neighbour's hitting his wife on the tenth night, do you say, "Huh"? Oh, I've already called that nine out. Times. I'm not going to keep That's going. That's it. You know, so I, I feel that Justin Pascoe is, you know, um, man just needed a holiday. An analogy. He, he wasn't being paid. Committing enough. domestic violence on humanity. <laughs> And 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 woke dad says this in his capacity as spokesperson and founder of the anti pass movement. <laughs> Love it. I don't care if it's co or tar. Fuck he both is, them. He is fucking hard to like with his haircut and his fucking tweed jacket. I've got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, socials oh, on this one. Are we doing socials? Yeah. <laughs> Matt. So I never noticed until today that Dominic Young looks like old Greg, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious if anyone's seen the Mighty Boosh episode, old Greg. 
James said, Latrell's big swinging dick grows five inches after Origin. Now he's wiping it all over these credit merchants, spraying them with illegitimate joy. <laughs> it's very graphic. Kyle. It's legitimate, though, in this case. Kyle says, fuck me, the Knights attack makes Paul Green and Des Hasler block plays look revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking flat at the moment. Danny said, surprised the Bunnies did not score more. Not surprised we screwed up more than our fair share of opportunities. So a regular match for us then. Fuck, long-suffering Knights fan there. Uh, Dan said, not even starting Benji at hooker was enough of a handicap to give Knights a shot. Knights middles, you couldn't even crack through a bloke whose age is more than his weight who couldn't (laughs) tackle in his prime. (laughs) Levius said, it makes sense the Knights are sponsored by Isogenics. It's for people that don't want to put in hard work, so they spend a bunch of money on stuff that does nothing but leave them with shit in their pants. There you go. <laughs> How good. Uh, and I'm sure, like, just, just as a tangent to that to that tweet, I'm sure that fucking Glenn's mate, the, the fucking the, the, the old um, NFL jersey merchant, I'm sure he was a fil- an affiliate of Isogenics at oh, one point trying to fucking shill that Jesus shit. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Will pedal. Will pedal. Oh, fucking course he was. So I'm surprised that Glenn hasn't got a fucking couple of tubs of it sat in the back of his pantry. (laughs) Shoveling it into his mouth, saying, I respect your journey so much. (laughs) You guys are fucking cockheads. (laughs) Is that it for the socials on that one? That's it. Uh, the Raiders 38 defeated the Broncos 16 at uh, GIO. The Raiders 38 came through tries to Sebastian, Chris, Sam Williams, uh, Corey Harawir and Naira, um, Nagula, Papali'i, uh, Valame and Whiten. Uh, five of seven conversions for Sam Williams. The Broncos 16 tries to Tyson Gamble, Tessie New and Selwyn Cobbo. Arthur's two of three conversions. Glenn. I think it was a, a single solitary step in the right direction, but Canberra is still... A fucking long way from where they should be as a side, given the talent, um, the time they've been together, and the level that they've been at previously in, in the not too dis- distant past. Um, Ricky Stewart said as much in the, in the press conference after the game. But as for Brisbane, I don't know. There's too much to say. They're com- completely out of their weight class, and we're never really in the in the fight. Um, I, I think the big talking point out of this game was obviously the send off and. Um, like to get your guy, you boys' thoughts. I think it was, you know, to the letter of the law and the rules. Then it's a send off. But when you look at the the way no. it was fucking, it, it played out. I, I feel like it was it was a fucking hard call. Look, I if, yeah, I, I would be happy for you to, to give that a bin any day mm. of the week under the current regime for sure. Send off, fuck no. And yeah, as evidenced by the the match review committee. It ended up resulting in a fine, mm. I believe. But I just feel the, like there's I just falling, feel like and then there's the, a guy grabbing the the ball carrier's foot in fucking midair, which then is yeah, puts him in a in a horizontal position. Yeah, it's, um, yep. It was a tough one. There was nothing he could have done about it, but there's been plenty of situations where people have been getting binned over the last month Yeah, in situations where they couldn't have really done anything about it, but they end up with high mm. contact, um, especially when people are hitting uh, yeah, James Tedesco that way. But um, what I would like to see, first of all, is for, before we talk any more about 
headshots or whatever they are, um, that we take this stupid names on the back of jerseys debate uh, and players list their uh, pronouns on the back of jerseys. Well, so I, I, I feel like I need to make the episode yeah. like that. This is just getting more woke as we go on. I'll tell you what, to put names on jerseys, though, I mean, if if we did have names on jerseys, it would have made this send-off more understandable given that this, the, the, the poor cunt would have had Hetherington written on the back and the referees just would have reflexively gone, oh, fuck, yeah, of course, <laughs> off. But what I think the NRL needs to do on this one is, just like with shoulder charges, they have set out, exactly what a shoulder charge is. Mm -hmm. And then they need to be clear about what's a bin, what's a send-off, what's a penalty. You know, all of it goes on report. That's fair enough. But there needs to be a provision where, you know, uh, a falling falling player or, you know, something that's out of the tackler's control has an impact on impact to the head or contact with the head. Mm-hmm. Now, by all means, that is still a penalty. It's probably still a bin. Um, then there needs to be the onus on a player of, you know, what, whatever you say it is. Did did they bend their, did they hinge their hips at a, you know, 60 degree angle to to avoid the head? Yeah. I think, I think they need to start getting technical with this is your obligation as a tackler. You need to bend at this degree. Yeah, the thing the thing is though, I mean, like if you know, you're, 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 line, you're lining up a guy to you're lining up a guy to do a perfectly legal tackle where your shoulder is sort of you know trying to get it under the ball or something, for example. And that changes in a fraction of a second where some yep. weird situation happens with the guy getting dragged down by one, you know, whatever. It's just like the, there's no there's no adjustment time in that because you're there's already not, set and you, can, you know ready. But to there go. still need there needs to be. There needs to be a. That's what I'm saying. A, a provision for accidental. Yeah, like in that situation, like I would have been happy for him to go to the bin, and then let the match review committee sort out. Yeah. If it was something, yeah, because that way the Broncos, the, sorry, the the Raiders get the uh, yeah, advantage, advantage of um, you, you know, they get they get an advantage because their yep. guy got got cleaned up, but it's not something that you know. Last longer than ten, you know. It's not. It's Correct. not like this yeah. potentially. I mean, look, and like the first thing, the first thing you've got to say is like, was it even a game-changing eventuality? The, the Raiders were winning. They were always the winning this game. Trash. Yeah, but the Broncos more than more than any yeah. other club, they okay. really fucking they really collapse and fold now in the Simbin situations and the send send off situations. When that happens, they've been burned too many times before. Yeah, I, and so now it's like yeah, there's like two or three, you know, two or three try situation guaranteed. Yep, the, the, their resilience is at zero. Yep. Less than. So, um, although how how is the fucking send off the talking point and not? It is the year 2021, and the once mighty Brisbane Broncos have trotted out a team with Carmichael Hunt in the halves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I living in some sort of fucking bizarro world where they're legit trolling and taking the piss, just saying, like, well, fucking hang on. How old and washed up a cunt can we bring in? Um, What's going to improve our club culture? Oh, this guy ratted on all his mates. Yeah. He he got done with a baggie and fucking flipped 
harder than Donnie Brasco. You know, for fuck's sake. Uh, although you hate to see it, but more than that. But what's the, it. you know, the risk versus reward there for the Broncos? You know, like the, there's a segment of the rugby league um, fan fan base, not only the Broncos fan base, that are exactly of that mindset that, you know, this is a guy of, of that best questionable character. Um, he's, he's obviously fucking well past his best football, given he hadn't played the game in a decade. Um, and then if, what's, what's the potential absolute best case scenario? He comes out and, you know, it's not like he's going to set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's well beyond his capability. This stage, I think he's only. I think the only thing is the the only metric he was probably had to be was you know better than Milford. Which again, what does that say about, about Milford? three of us? A fucking what half a million bucks a year, and a guy yeah. that hasn't played the sport in a decade gets run. You know, yeah. for, I know, I know, Milford's a club, a club. and like. Just, you just think of the history of the Broncos and think of the halves they've trotted out over the years. Such such luminaries as like John Plath and Shane Shane Perry, <laughs> like like yeah, this household names. And they go on the fucking big extremes, <laughs> big extremes to make sure they don't get into this situation where a good ex half wants to coach them again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, socials. Conan said, Hetherington, just in the wrong name at the wrong time. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> David said, when Sam Williams is the absolute dominant halfback on the field, that tells you all you need to know about this contest. Sam said, I watched this last night while I was pissed and was stoked because we finally got a convincing win. Watch the replay today and fuck me. Do the Broncos even tackle at training? I don't reckon I've seen that many soft tries in a game of footy in my life, but fuck, it's glorious. Mm. That's it. Uh, Instagram, SeanHunter87 said, Rugby League is a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mad, uh, though. Holmes underscore Ryan said, All Heatheringtons are the same. Hard to argue. Uh, Cat like seven said, Broncos two tries from the players who thought they weren't playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dog 70 said, I'm watching this game with the ebb and flows and just wonder which team is going to give up first. I think the Gallon fight has more anticipation than the second half of this dribble. There you go. Did you see Gallon, what Gallon said today? I fucking hate him, man. Like, I hope he gets his ass knocked out. But he, he, he trotted out some fucking all-time classic chat at that press conference today. He said to the guy, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like... <laughs> He said, "You're." He said, "What you know? Whatever I do, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna do something to you in this fight that prevents you from going to the Olympics. If I, if I break your arm, break your jaw, break your nose, he said. So I just want you to know that your dream that you've had since you were seven is fucked. <laughs> your dream." <laughs> and, and, I tell you, it like it made me like legit fucking laugh out loud. <laughs> All right, next up we have the uh, Storm 42 defeating the Warriors 16 um, at Central Coast Stadium. The uh, Storm's 42 came from uh, tries to 
uh, Irene, uh, Aramaya, it's Aramaya, isn't it? Yeah, Brandon Smith, Josh Adokar, Jerome Hughes, Justin Nolan, Harry Grant, Tom Eisenhuth, Nico Hines, six conversions and a penalty goal. The Warriors tries uh, a hat-trick, a final hat-trick, the final hat-trick of his career. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Marmolo, as he plays his last game for the Warriors and I believe as of, of like now, as of like yesterday, he was employed, or today he's employed by the... Uh, the Hattrick the, Merchants. Uh, West Tigers now. And um, Nicarima, one conversion and one penalty goal. <sighs> Broken record time. And fucking Brandon Smith again. I was I was Leadership convinced footballer. that he was... It wasn't all that long ago I was convinced that he was going to... You know, with the, the promise of regular starting spot and all the rest of it, that he was going to go and play his trade at another club at, at a probably inflated asking price. But... The more I watch him, yep. and and now him and Harry Grant together, and and the rotation they're going to settle into, um, the more I think he stays at the Storm long term, and and forges out a, a pretty fucking impressive career. With this was yeah. perfect, like the way that he started out. He started hooker, and then when Harry Grant came on after like twenty minutes, and he just dropped back to lock. Is fucking brilliant. If I mean, if he's happy to do that, yeah, they can do and that and be successful. There's such different come. players that. It's it's yeah. it's a challenge for for the opposition then to to adjust, you know, you know have a certain game plan for when the cheese is at hooker and the way they play around that compared to what Harry Grant brings to the team. But then you've still got to deal with yeah. Brandon Smith at lock doing what he does. You know, like it's mm-hmm. yeah, if they get it right and they settle into you know the the, the sweet spot of of that rotation, you know. Which is the thing about the Melbourne Storm, you know, and, and I'm not saying Cameron Smith was by any means the first 80 minute hooker. However, they did really take that model of having a guy saving yourself a yeah. no change and running with him for the entire game, having him be so dominant and so involved in the control of the game to now just completely yeah. backflip. And mm-hmm. so, like, oh, yeah, now, now we've got these other two guys. So. We're not afraid to go outside of the mould. You know, whereas so many clubs, when they see somebody else being successful, they just try and shoehorn whoever they've got into yeah. that model. You know, the, the fact that one interchange became so precious that there were years and years and years of, of hookers playing 80 minutes who never should have been full-game hookers. Robbie Farr. Yeah. Or should, shouldn't have been, been you know, actually been born. <laughs> so. Uh, as you pointed out, Nate, uh, Mamalo with a hat trick um, sort of st- stole my thunder. I was, I was just wondering how many we'll see of those. You know, I'm not the type of guy that's going to call for a West Tigers winger to score a hat trick, but uh, he ca- he comes in with form. He comes in with form. Jesus. His hat trick days are <laughs> over. He's like, much like Ado Card did earlier this season, where he got six in a single game, knowing where he's going to be next year. Kenny had to fucking rack up some tries before he before he shifted. The Tigers digi, uh, the I think it was um, uh, who was in the Fox commentary when Mamalo was was crying there at the at the end of the game. His teammates were consoling him, and um, I can't remember who the fuck it was said. Oh, he's he's very emotional. I'm not sure if it's because he's going someone, to the it was, Tigers. It was that fucking premiershipless fucking tackle gronk. Was Nathan? Oh, Marsh. okay. And the the Tigers digi not not from the Tigers account, but 
um, from his own personal one said, you know, I'm not sure this is a great look for our host broadcaster. <laughs> I was like, what's what's that cunt's uh, name? Dan Talentine or something, something like. That. Um. So, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. The Tigers have have, uh, as we'll get to very shortly, the Tigers have well and truly earned their their place in meme club folklore. Mm-hmm. Jeez, they have. But under this game, though, anything you want to do, just, you can talk about the fucking Tigers till, you, till your lips fall off in, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> I, I won't but... be. <laughs> I'll tell you what, here's the thing. We'll go to the socials because that's all anybody else was talking about either. Uh, Grover said some sexy as fuck tries getting scored for some crazy bullshit try savers from CHT and RTS. Fuck the Kiwi abbreviations. There you go. Hunter said, all I'm going to say is what an absolute hiding. Top of the ladder where we belong. Purple Loveheart. Christ. Uh, One-Eyed Tiger said, new West Tigers winger Ken Mamalo scoring a hat-trick like all good <laughs> wingers do. Hashtag Big Dick Kennedy. I like it. I like <sighs> it. So he's bringing that on. Uh, Hayden said, well, Ken Mamalo just scored his last hat-trick <laughs> in the NRL. <laughs> before heading to the West Tigers, where Nofaluma <laughs> will put an end to that. <laughs> uh, at King Levius said, good thing we're giving Mamola the flick. Last thing we want is a player that can store a hat-trick against the storm. <laughs> Two rolling eyes emojis. <laughs> nice one. On to the next one. Right. The uh, Parramatta Eels 40 defeated the West Tigers 12 at Bankwest. Uh, the Eels a double to Clint Gutherson. Uh, Moses, Lusick, Blake, Sivo with tries. Moses, seven conversions and a penalty goal. Tigers had tries to Jacob Little and James Roberts. Dewey with a conversion. Luke Brooks with a conversion. You've finally done it, Glenn. You've broken Dewey. <laughs> This is why you can't have nice things. <laughs> you know who broke Dewey? Michael fucking Maguire. Moses. Burned him out, Sorry? Burned him out, did he? Mboy gets ruled out. So instead of putting the guy who was playing six before the the decision to, to move Moses into, into six, don't put that guy back in there. Bring Billy fucking Walters who has he's had the grand sum total in the first grade games that he's played for the Tigers, he's had two moments. Two moments that would indicate that he has the potential to be a first grade footballer. And we, we ream can, him in there. Can I just say something about Billy? Before you ream that young gentleman, can I just say... Young gentleman, as a tiger, as as a, as someone who knows stuff about tiger stuff, that you are, you're 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 my uh, my reservoir of knowledge that I like to to dip into on tigers matters. What's his Twitter account? Because let me tell you, out of all West Tigers fans, he's the one I'd want to follow on Twitter the most because there's nothing defensive about him. Yep, he's the least defensive person I've seen in my entire fucking life. That has anything to do with West. Oh my god! He was he was poor. Let's say that. Um, remember, the whole, remember the whole thing about Jimmy Malone? He couldn't tackle, but he was like enough of a speed bump. He'd, he'd sort of slow their slow progress enough that the next yeah. guy could get he him. Can't, he, Billy doesn't even put a hand on him. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that was uh, like the, to call him traffic calming would be a, would be a massive overstatement. 
Um, Mitchell Moses carved up again. If he plays like he does against the Tigers uh, when he plays against in, all the other clubs in the competition. Just, sorry, just to just to correct you, Mitchell Moses carved up Dane Laurie. Yeah. That's the phrase you were looking for. Well, that, that, that too. <laughs> True. Um, I, I, I find it hard to be critical of Dane Laurie. He's, um, he's been a fucking shining light every week this season. And whilst plenty of his teammates have had their share or handfuls of uh, of ordinary games, he's in, he's entitled to one, given what he's brought to the team. But um, fuck, there, there could be a Mitchell Moses statue at Bank West if he if he played like that against all the other teams, not just the Tigers. Um, we you spoke earlier, Jay, about uh, the resilience of you know teams like the Broncos and. Yes. The fucking the Tigers have had a couple of performances this year where Maguire has trotted out in the press conference and you know even when we've lost he's he said oh you know I'm I'm proud of the guys resilience you know you know they still continue to fight and whilst we didn't get the result there's positive you know we took some positive steps and there's things that I saw there that are you know really part of what we're trying to build at the club and fucking blah blah fucking blah they fucking folded they folded so hard and so fast after the Blossin binning that it was fucking beyond embarrassing. And I talk a lot of shit, positive shit about this team, and I put myself out there, and all I want is for them not to do shit that then gives everyone bullets in the chamber to fire at me twice a week. <laughs> When I come out on this show <laughs> and have to front up in front of you cats, yeah. I don't know. Can I just stop much. you there for just, 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 no. just quickly? You were the one that fucking came out and dug this grave of thirteen yeah, plus. I, you know, you're going to win easily. Blah blah. You, you probably went off about this game more than you have any other yeah, game this season. Totally we were on a baseless streak. And I was like, now there's a time to take the eels and fucking show them who's boss. And it would seem, yeah. That Mitchell Moses is boss. <laughs> 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 or uh, Papali'i, who even beyond Mitch Moses had a game of all fucking games. <laughs> like the first 25 yeah. minutes. <laughs> no. That fucking knee, though, was like one of the dog yeah, shots it was of it was whatever. I mean, cons- considering it's an era where we're cracking down on stuff. Yeah. He's he, he I think he only got a fine right. for that. And it that was that was legit one of the fucking worst things. Yeah. It was worse than what got old mate Hillary sent True. off for the Broncos. True. Like it was fucking god awful. I tell you what though, Joey Lussick, I mean, coming in, having to fill a massive hole left by Reed Marnie's mm. defense and just sheer number of ta- numbers of tackles that he has yeah. to perform in the middle. I didn't think Lussie, you know, it's just like, what, his third game for, for yeah. Parramatta, I think, after debuting for Manly years ago. Um, I, I wasn't sure that he was, I didn't think he was up for it, but fuck, he was yeah. up for it. No, he had yeah, a game. He was yeah, fantastic. But, yeah, the chasm between the Tigers and the and the, the better sides of the competition is, uh, is as large as it's ever been, gentlemen. That's it. Uh Akadell on Insta said, I didn't watch. Both clubs can get exploding dick cancer for all I care. Hashtag fucking Broncos. Thing? How do you get tested for that? Dick exploding cancer. dick cancer. Wow. 
Ah, uh, gluten. <laughs> <I'm> gluten. <laughs> uh, Grover said, imagine losing at your home ground to the other mob at their home ground. <laughs> I think Tigers need more home grounds. <laughs> if we just played at Lidcomo every week and the other team didn't realise that the Tigers were playing at Lidcomo, we'd probably win more games. That's it. Uh, Robert said, the Tigpi virus has finally eaten away at poor Dane Laurie's mm. talent. He's now a true Tigers dick for fingers and not so much potent as impotent in attack. With nine on the line, all they do is decline. <laughs> there you go. Stephen said, what a perfect Sunday afternoon. Best team playing the best stadium, packed full of the best fans, yielding the best result. Dominant para performance. This is indeed what God had in mind when he created Rugby League. Wow. And his uh, hashtag that he's trying to get out is uh, on my knees for Papa Lee. <laughs> Well, at least yeah. you tried. I'm, yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not hey, sure about it's that one. Fucking hard. Yeah. Is it like? Uh, is it like? Is it, is it like on my knees? No. Papa Lee? <laughs> no, no. If he had written it like that, I would have given him the credit of reading it like that. Yeah, yeah. But he right. didn't, so I won't. Yeah, right. Fuck that guy. You are the para, You are the Parramatta eels of hashtags. Congratulations, uh, Aaron. So I guess you can't play the Panthers every week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul said, if the Eels keep playing this shit, I'll be looking to get back those grand final tickets I sold to Glenn after the Panthers game. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers in decline. <laughs> That's it for that one. Hey, um, as, as, as the preeminent uh, simp for Simpkin, Glenn, um, how did you feel watching Jacob Little? Was it like, was it like three times that he served up some breakfast <laughs> in attacking there was, position? There was two... Just stone cold drops. Yeah, and some of some of the passes, some of the service, as uh, as is the term, was fucking ordinary to say the least. So I feel like Jake needs a needs a run, or at least put him on the fucking bench. So when, if and when. Jacob decides that uh, he's going to produce some fucking champagne rugby league like he did in those few moments in the game. You can hook the cunt and you can put on the guy that is the future of the number nine jersey at the West Tigers. Although we did just extend Jacob Little for two years. So, Michael Maguire, go fuck yourself. Oof. Doggies, 28, defeated the Dragons, 6 at Stadium Australia just this afternoon. Uh, the Doggies, 28, came through tries, uh, double to Jake Avarillo. Uh, Jerry Marshall King and Adam Elliott also with tries. Uh, Avarillo, three conversions and three penalty goals. The Dragons, 6, came through a solitary try to Braden Williams and a conversion to the now unwanted Smooth Corey. Yes, unwanted. What a fucking decline. Straight to England for him, surely. Not sure when he... Yeah, I would say so. I think you'll, you'll probably have some uh, some issues getting himself a run here. I'd agree with that. Uh, at another club. Um, unless, you know, a homecoming is on the cards. But surely at this point... <laughs> if they're trotting out Carmichael Hunt, is that the homecoming you're referring that's to? That's what i Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly yeah. what I'm referring to. I don't think he ever really felt at home at Parramatta, did he? No, no, he did, he started out with a flurry there. 
Um, but it fucking fell away pretty dramatically. Um, yeah. Look, I've said yeah. a number of times that the only thing worse than the Dragons is their fan base, and I stand by that. But this week, <laughs> the Dragons were even worse than their fucking deplorable fan base. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough of a shame on the Dragons and their massive bunch of cunt fans to lose twice in one season to the West Tigers. Now they've trotted out and been fucking bashed by the dogs. I mean, life sometimes just dishes up some fucking glory, some absolute glory that you just love to see and take in. They were ab- absolutely pounded, though. I mean, credit to to, to the dogs, though. Uh, Marshall King actually turned out to be a great mm-hmm. return for them. Mm-hmm. Thompson was great. Their forwards generally as a whole, particularly in the second half, were just fucking yeah. rumbling. They, they defended well as well through the middle. They, like, they were hunting in a pack. They were fucking bending the dragons back. And ultimately, despite you know the alleged abundance of attacking weapons at the Dragons' disposal, they could, they had they had nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. It, it was interesting if if you look over the Bulldogs for the last couple of seasons. One one thing that's always stood out is their stats in terms of things like completion. Always very high. We're, we're, we're never poor. Yep. Um, they, they do seem though now to be putting the other pieces of that puzzle together. You know, because whilst completions are important, is in it is very, very hard and unlikely to win a game with poor completion. Mm-hmm. That alone doesn't go so far as to ensure victory. It's also very difficult to win games if you don't score any points. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's so right. they seem now to be again putting the the last pieces of that puzzle together. You got the dogs that completed at ninety four percent, and the dragons at seventy. If you're completing at ninety four percent. Whereas usually you you might only get, you know what what would you say, um, you know a, a dozen genuine try opportunities over a game, mm. then then that's fine. If you're at ninety four percent, you might get sixteen seventeen. Yeah, you know so so you don't have to make as many of your opportunities work. Is the point I'm trying to get to? But gotcha. the the dogs are showing little signs of, of stepping in the right direction. Um, I've got no idea what bought on this junk with the Dragons. Absolutely no idea. You know, and, it, and look, you know, we've we've been musing about what the deal is with Dufty and why, why they wouldn't re-sign him. And today we got a good, like... The goal yeah. line and defense, and just like the, it wasn't it wasn't the, like the defense in terms of tackling. It was just the like the awareness of what was fucking going on. Yeah, like you know, getting these dummy like getting bombed on for the dummy half fucking try from oh, you know fuck. like like it was legit. You know, like <laughs> yeah. absolute brainless shit. And then you and, go, and okay, this- well, yeah, maybe he can't be taught. But this was my answer last week when I was like, oh, oh, what about Dufty? What about Dufty? What about Dufty? Well, why haven't I heard anything about him when it isn't a contract time? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Very I'm on board. Fuck Dufty too. <laughs> and, uh, that, uh, that, what's that other fucking guy's name out in the wing? I've forgotten. I've just drawn an absolute mental blank. He's fucking No, no, no. Not, no, the one that looks like the oh, fucking drug Ramsey. dealer from Blood. Yeah, Ramsey. Cody Ramsey, yeah. I see. We're hearing about him all the time from the drain. I don't. 
like you say what you will about Dufty, but I think he is a fucking Aldi version of Dufty. Yeah. In yeah, every yeah, yeah. aspect of his game at the moment. I don't know what what he has except for youth in his favour. Youth against a player who's fucking young as hell anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. if they're gonna put all their fucking if they're putting all their uh eggs in that basket, I don't think Welcome. they're gonna end up much better. Welcome to Griffin Ball. Look, here's the thing. At, at the end of his Penrith tenure, it came to light that Anthony Griffin would do this weird shit, like walk into the sheds before a game, you know, and, and remind players of the game plan. And that game plan that he banged on about all week at training was like three words. And like, you know, ob- obscure fucking words like mm-hmm. integrity. Fish head. Um, you know, perseverance. Acidophilus. <laughs> No, and it would take the assistant <laughs> coaches, you know, and then he'd like cross out letters and get the eight off and wink at people. <laughs> I was going, I was going to say like things like li- things like Laban, Laban's realm or whatever the fuck. Like. <laughs> Can't spell acidophilus without my Führer. <laughs> um, Boys, if we will win this game, if we just lead them to the chains. No, fucking hell. And, and it would legitimately be up to the assistants to come in and try and make some fucking semblance about what he was saying. Right. And this Dragons team look like they have no direction and no plan. I don't remember yep. Penrith being this bad at any stage of Griffin Ball. Well, no, because no, Griffin, Griffin Ball had them in the finals. Mm-hmm. And, and and with this like baseline level, but the dragons, the baseline doesn't seem to have shifted. I mean, earlier in the season they went on that little bit of a run, which may have obscured things somewhat. But yeah. the the West Tigers put pace their baseline that. doesn't feel like it's risen a hell of a lot since yeah. Mary. Ball. There's also a different in talent stock between the two clubs. True. Yeah, well, it's true. But I mean, like the whole the whole selling point of Griffin is that. You know, through his methods, at least you're going to get like some sort of baseline level of consistency across. Mm. You know, it's going to, you know, the, the tide's going to rise somewhat over what it was. Yeah, based on it. based on what he brings to the table, you know, and I don't, I'm not seeing it. Nope. Anyway, socials, socials. Deformo ninety six said, "Fuck me, dead. How shit are the dragons? When I thought Very. my team couldn't play, enter the dragon." <laughs> Devonhead said, "Fuck that guy." This. This game was such an assault on the eyes of rugby league fans. A jury would have had no worries reaching a conviction the first time. <laughs> that is true. Uh, at Appy Yip Yip 44 said, Mock us if you must, but at the end of the year when the Broncos have the spoon for the second year in a row, you'll be thanking us. Mm, maybe. Well, at SWG. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Well, we're halfway through the season at this point now. I'll pass halfway. Yeah. And Broncos are now, but for the grace of four, one point for and against... Mm. Uh, uh, you know, looking like a spoon again. That's it. Uh, at SWG81 said, Dogs won on effort, still lack plenty of talent to worry the contenders, but as usual, tried their guts out. Dragons put the queue in the rack very early. Mm. Uh, at Bigger Rod so the best thing about that result is a Bronco spoon back in contention. Other than that, what a multi-killing, tipping, comp-destroying, end of long weekend, confirming abortion of a game. <laughs> That's it. Fucking Bronco slander. Jesus, <laughs> bigger rod. I, I know one fucking ex-customer of yours that will never buy a house from you again, and not just because he moved to the exact fucking opposite end of the state from where you operate your business. That's beside the point. Fuck. 
brave man. Right, that's, that's it. it. That's it, folks. That's round 14. That's full time for episode 407. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. Head to our Patreon, uh, head to our uh, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, and you'll get links to our Patreon, social media communities such as Instagram, the Facebook group, all that good shit. And um, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, uh, get them into, invite your friends into the Facebook group. We've had a massive influx of people in the, over this season, so it's uh, it's great to see. Um, what else we got here? Of course, our, our our wonderful patrons. I'd love to give a shout out to a few of those before we wrap things up for the for this episode. Big Dan, uh, who uh, has been with the show for fuck. When were you in Kokoda? Like it was about the sixth episode or something. It was like that long ago. Two thousand. Like it was in yeah. it was in the first ten episodes. Yeah, and and so he actually uh, appeared in a guest segment on on. Uh, one of the episodes back when you were doing Kokoda. Uh, that's how long he's been uh, been with us, so I appreciate the support, man. Uh, Greg. <laughs> Greg Vale. Greg. Mate, if you're still supporting us, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> well, pretty typical Greg behaviour, really. <laughs> well, look, I mean, there's, there's got to be a Greg. There's got, the, there's got to be the Greg that provides the Greg exception to the rules. So, you know, maybe it's this Greg. And uh, and Rowan as well. I can't you know, fucking get in, son. And um, tipping. The tipping hadn't updated at the time when I grabbed the stuff to do the episode. But I can see in our top 10, one person selected doggies to win and uh and that person is was one point off the pace and so now there are joint leaders we've got four people on top we've got doohig jim rob 82 sunback and the uh the aforementioned doggies tipster uh, how about the tip and then we go back another point to uh chins get the wins lachlan h warmest bega 1978 uh, reps are 85 and benny tippy so it's a close competition it's uh it's bunched up again which is great to see that is it for this uh, recap episode. I have nothing else to uh, to say. Gentlemen, anything to close with? Not at all. No, I'm all done. Right. I need to put this fucking week of uh, or this weekend's game behind me and uh, fire up and talk to Tigers up again in a couple <laughs> of nights' time. Or <laughs> uh, to, uh, to, to your ultimate doom, I'm sure. I haven't even looked to see if you got Who you got this week? Melbourne, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will will the question is will he be able to say Tigers thirteen plus with a straight face on Wednesday night? Uh, Find out then. A little insight. I was I said at the end of this at the end of the para game. I was like, oh fuck, it doesn't get any better next week. And Jax was like, who have you got next week? And I was like, Melbourne in Melbourne. He's like. Why did you pick this year to go back and do the podcast? <laughs> Uncle Nate's going to destroy you. Um, <laughs> just, you, you might want to... Look, I know you're very isolated up there. <laughs> yes, Melbourne's currently under a COVID scare. So you can't play Melbourne in Melbourne. Have some fun. Oh, which means, oh, which means you can drive down and watch them play. Yeah. There you Maybe. go. So you could actually take your kids to do it. You know, to, to show some there. sort of positive behaviour <laughs> after you just totally disregard the life-changing circumstances that our Victorian listeners are going through right now. Oh, fuck. Victorians are fucking one, one degree worse than Dragons fans, so fuck them. Well, all right then. 
So I'd just like to say that you know, the 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 position taken by one of the hosts is not necessarily <laughs> the position taken by all the hosts, and and I can assure you that our long suffering Victorian brothers and sisters support the show so beautifully, uh, have support of uh, at least sixty six point six percent of the hostage of this show. Keep keep strong. <laughs> you know we're all in this together. Uh, potato scallops, motherfuckers. Yeah. Guess we know which one God's thinks it is. Yep. Lockdown. <laughs> Lockdown until you fucking concede the point. <laughs> Don't, you know, just, just saying. Maybe you can't stop saying potato cake. Like 3,000 years ago, my motherfucker was killing firstborns for not putting fucking blood on your doorstep. Mm-hmm. You know? Can hold a fucking grudge for the weirdest of things. Yep, yep. And look, let's face it. I mean, it's either that or it's like the existence of the AFL. I mean, it's one of the two. Don't see any prayer circles in AFL. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's it. And we shall talk, oh, to, what a talk to you then, fellas. Later. Okay, see ya. <laughs>